welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is the March 15th game against the Winnipeg Jets. Um, a big week for the Habs this week. We got two games against Winnipeg and then two games against Vancouver. Um, these are fundamental to our success this season. Um, you know, after the first, we're looking at a one nothing game. Habs are leading somehow. Uh, we got a goal from Kotkaniemi, um, from Druin and Anderson. Wicked play by Josh Anderson on that play. Big hustle play there. Yeah, big hustle play. But uh, before we get into that, let's start out with these new lines. Yeah, so it's interesting to see. We've got Kotkaniemi, Drone, and Anderson playing together. Yeah, so Suzuki and uh, Kotkaniemi taking Suzuki's spot there. Yeah, and then Suzuki getting kind of new line mates with Toffoli and Gallagher. And then basically the bottom six is the same, I believe. Yeah, Tatar, Deno, and uh, Armia. Yeah. And Evans, and, uh, Byron, and Perry. Right. So there. And then on the defensive side, we've had some reshuffling due to the Sherrod injury, which thank is God. officially six to eight weeks now. We'll probably Not see. thank God, Sherrod. I mean, yeah, thank God lines. Mete's out. So we've got Edmondson playing with Weber. We've got Kulak playing with Petrie. And then Willette playing with Romanov. And. Yeah. Not to toot our own horns here too much, but it's been a few times on the podcast now. We've talked about, you know, Anderson playing with Kotkaniemi, and then Weber now with the injury playing with Edmondson specifically, and mo- and like certain guys moving around. It's kind of like you can see the um, common sense hockey coming back to play now. Yeah. So like yeah, some some good line decisions. Um, I'm really liking Kotkaniemi playing with Anderson. Yeah. I think they're they're pretty complimentary, and I think, you know, Kotkaniemi has been showing a little bit more hustle than Suzuki, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to complement with Anderson well. Druin's still kind of like the uh, the black sheep there. I mean, he has a good history with Kotkaniemi, especially in the bubble, but again, like, you know, if we could move Druin for like a, you know, like a, a rental Taylor Hall yeah. or something like that, this, you know, this that could just boost huge. his value, if anything. Yeah, exactly. So I'm all for yeah. it. Anything that... But it, now, you yeah. know, now I'm thinking Kotkaniemi, Anderson, Hall. That'd be even better. You know I mean, because like those three guys really are complimentary. Yeah. You know, like the, that, that, the speed of that line would be very, very, very uh, quick and would fit in our play style really well. Yeah. And, you know, just, you know, not bumping, but like having Suzuki not be like that primary line is huge. Well, yeah, that's, you know, like, that's cause the he, thing. Because he is a 1C yeah, you know what I mean. So for him to t- to share that with with another centerman, it would just be huge. Which for is us. the vision that Mark Bergevin had in general. Yeah. So like he'd be playing with Toffoli and Gallagher. Yeah, which is that's a you great know. Line. Then all of a sudden we have Thomas Tatar on our third line. Yeah, which again we've always said it. If Tatar and Dano and those guys are on your third line, you have a good hockey team. Yeah, that's just yeah, what it comes very, down very, to. Very good hockey team. That was they're, yeah. it's like Tatar and Dano are part of the best line in hockey. Well, yeah, there you go. So it's like. Um, but yeah, so I, I like the nuance. I was a little skeptical at first, just because the minutes that caught Kinyami was yeah, kind of also, being given. We also haven't really played well. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like that. Just that that's what one I wanted line. to really focus yeah. on. Is like, although the scoreboard reflects differently, the first maybe, you know, sixty percent of that period was really bad. Yeah, like we like didn't have really. A puck. We yeah. didn't have the puck. We didn't have a shot. Our first shot went in, mm-hmm. and it was you know it was a three on O basically. Yeah. So we won't count as like a shot that went in just you know because we shot. But um, yeah, we we really came alive in the last little bit of the period, which is very habitual of the Canadians. You know, we're going to the second period with a power play, so we'll yeah. see what happens there. But we need to just keep our foot on the gas tonight. We can't let up. Um, we need to like you know set a pace make an example of like you know 
what we can do and also on top of it we need to kind of have not one of these eight nothing games that then carries over into a 2-1 loss next time we need yeah. to win a lot of games in a row i was just gonna say i i, I don't want to see a blowout not that i think we deserve one tonight uh it's not one of these seven goal game kind yeah. of things um you know hellebuck does look shaky like that seven yeah, one he really but, does not look good today. Um, but I, it's a, it feels a bit different because like that seven one we were also playing well and it looked like Winnipeg was having a bad game. Mm-hmm. You know, right now it looks like both teams. It looks like we're having a bad game generally, and they're having a bad game in in goaltending. Yeah, you know they seem to be all over us offensively, and like we've got something funky going on with our defense right now. Like we look really bad in our zone. Yeah, although um, I just not, want to have that hit Romanov through. Yeah, Romanov threw a good hit. That but, was nice to yeah, see. Yeah, it was a it was a headshot. Yeah, <laughs> it was a headshot. But I was more referring to his like uh, reverse check on Ehlers there. Yeah, at the, end, but, at the like right yeah. after. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, not totally his fault. Ehlers really was low to the ground. Well, that's the thing. He 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 put his head down and forward. Yeah. It wasn't. That's why you didn't see the call. I mean, a headshot's a headshot, but you know, if I if I go sliding into someone's stick, it's not a high stick. Exactly. But uh, yeah, defensively, we're looking really weak. Like yeah, it. Uh, you know, the Sherratt injury is obviously taking a toll on us. I think this warrants that you know that trade we were talking about with Ekholm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think we really have to lock it down defensively. But it's not the same things that we've been talking about. You know, in February and early March, it's not. Uh, well, the breakout is not good tonight, but it's not a it's not highlighted. Right. Right now, it's it's we're losing possession in the, in, in the in the corners. We're losing possession, um, you know, at the point. They're just you know they seem yeah. to be just well, be we, we haven't really set up yet. It's our yeah. goal came off a turnover, and I haven't seen us really like get in the zone yet. I've seen like Winnipeg do that a yeah. bunch, <laughs> but I think we kind of got away with one the first period. Carey Price does look good. Good. But um, again, we we just can't rely on like we were saying. We scored one on our first shot, and then I turned to you and I said, "Perfect." Now, as long as Carey Price gets a shutout, yeah, exactly. we'll win the game. Yeah, we get. It's just that we have to just go out on this power play, go get a goal. You know, keep the pressure up, draw another penalty if we can, get yeah. another goal there. Just keep going at them yeah. and just just score some more. But that's Kotkaniemi's fourth. This that was his right? fourth thing. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and so I think. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, so we'll uh, catch you guys after the second. Let's hope we uh, get a few more. All right, here we are after the game. We decided to skip the second intermission. Uh, you know, we what were we doing in the second intermission? There just wasn't. We kind of fell into this, like, analysis of the future of the Habs. Yeah. Like, uh, we were talking about Alexi Lafreniere. We're going to go over it in a bit, but let's just go over the game the, first. The good news is the th- second and third periods kind of blended into one in terms yeah. of criticism. Basically, what we were going over with Alexi Lafreniere, and like I'm sure this will come up in future podcasts, but we don't project him to be as uh, big of a franchise player as a lot of people are making it out to be, which is a good thing for us because that could... You know, lead to the Habs potentially signing him. Yeah. We're just kind of and like disclaimer, shooting like we, the shit there. We still think he's going to be like a top ten player in the oh, NHL. Yeah, yeah. Easily. I just don't think he has that tag of like franchise, like yeah, a guy yeah. you can build a team around. Yeah, but that's good for us. Yeah. Right. So in the second period, we had two goals. We had a power play goal from Anderson, an assist from Toffoli and Suzuki, and then we had a goal from Toffoli. That really nice three on zero little dangle there. So I mean, uh, as and the game ended four to two for the Canadians with Toffoli getting the empty netter from Edmondson. So I mean, that's one name over and over and over. That's three point night for Toffoli. Um, yeah. Twenty six points now. Yeah, and seventeen goals. Yeah, that t- is just twenty six points. That brings him first in the Canadian on the Habs, 
And uh, if you only took his goals, he'd be third in points yeah. on the Habs. And so. 4.25 mil per year for yeah. that kind of player is an absolute steal. Yeah. That's, so, uh, you know, 27 games played, 17 goals. That's... Uh, you know quite the contract yeah and so what are your what are your feelings overall for the game because i found this game really took a turn yeah it took a turn i, I think that first period was a little scary especially that the, that first 10 minutes where we had one shot basically mm-hmm. like we technically had a goal but we had one shot so yeah. it seemed kind of fluky you know second and third period i think it was a much you know closer of a matchup um except you know for the first time in a while the habs actually capitalized on their chances it was nice to see we had it together offensively. It was a little we were a little weak defensively. Carey really held us, uh, held us through a lot. What um, was the save percentage? Uh, Nine forty four. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So another big game for Carey. I think he's really back in his groove, and I think he sees how bad we need him to play. And it's it's nice to see him like playing like Carey again. But back to the second and third, like you know, it seemed like uh, offensively we were in control. Uh, we had a few lapses defensively. Um, you know, but that could be due to the new lines and stuff like that. The chemistry is a little kind of out of uh, out of whack, but we're gonna have to fix that. You know, with a sh- shortened season, like we have four games this week, we can't really, we don't really have time to. Yeah, kind of like it we've out. said many times, we just we don't have the luxury of like time to figure exactly. things out. What do Everything. You think? Um, yeah, for the most part, I thought we played well. There was there, I had a couple of gripes with the team. Um, I'm really not liking our penalty kill. It almost feels like. If there's a power play, we're giving up a goal. And I, I don't know. I just, I don't like the way we play defensive hockey. So yeah. it, it comes out on the penalty kills mostly. But also, whenever we have a goal with less than three oh minutes left, it's that turtle shell of a, like, very, like, defensive, like, um, like, like just conservative yeah. play. We and box like, into carry. It's... And that's the thing is, if you notice, the only player on the ice at the end of the game there who wasn't doing that was Tyler DeFoley, and look yeah. who scored on the empty net. Yeah. He was chasing Pionk across the blue line. Like, that's how you have to do it. You can't let them set up. Yeah. And as we saw with Kyle Connor, like, you can't let those guys <laughs> right, just cool. wire shots. Yeah. Because that was an incredible shot. So, yeah. you know, that that's my main issue. The other issue that I'm having is just, like, you know, there's there seemed to be a little bit of headhunting going on tonight with Suzuki because I noticed a couple times, either it was Dubois and then it was Ehlers and then it was Morrissey and like it just every time he's on the ice, they were kind of going after him, but not, not in the sense of like when he has the puck, they're throwing big hits. But I noticed like after whistle shots, you know, there was a there's a moment on a faceoff where Dubois just knocked Suzuki down before the play started and. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's I something. I wouldn't call it headhunting, just because like one, it's odd for like Ealers and Dubois to do that, just because like that's not kind of like the Laurier going after someone. Well, the, and that's one thing I have a weird feeling it, with it. It, it. The other thing that makes me feel odd about it was like it, it did start with Suzuki, like Suzuki, like a, on that the first two shifts there in the first. Uh, he was throwing some slashes at Dubois on the face-off circle, and and I so get they must that. be talking to each That's other. That's what I mean. I, it, I get it, that. The it's... fact that there was going back and forth was a little bit. Yeah, just Dubois is much bigger than him. That's yeah, and it's the little things too of like a Suzuki skating out of the zone, Ehlers just sticking his foot out. It's like the the play happens. Like I don't I don't care with that kind of thing. Where like if the two guys get into it after the whistle and there's like a you know a hack and a slash mm-hmm. in there, but then like you let it go and you move on. I just found like. The whole team just started kind of taking their shots, trying to just kind of goat yeah. Suzuki into a penalty, 
which it happened once in the first. But I don't know. It just it's gonna result That's in some we, I weird was injuries. Too is I I I I'm sure Suzuki's more of a pest than I think we is, and I I think I think a lot of people think he is. I believe that because he's he seems to get under a lot of guys' skin, mm-hmm. and like you know he's also playing a much more physical game now, and yeah. like you know with that first face off against Dubois, where like you know you could see him smiling at Dubois, and then like when the ref was about to drop the puck, he like he slashed him on the on mm. the uh, lip of the skate. Um, you know, like it's 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 cool to it's i love players like that like i love yeah. gritty players like i love the gallagher's i love the the perry's just i wasn't expecting that from suzuki yeah. it's a it's a plus it, it is a plus because it's, it's the, gonna draw penalties yeah it's but also it's definitely just from the um it's a hard parallels. Thing yeah yeah he, i'm saying you don't expect because it's from the parallels that he draws with from bergeron who's like known as like the gentleman yeah it's also like you usually don't get that from like Obviously, there are exceptions, but usually with hyper talented guys, yeah. you don't really get that. I mean, you obviously have like the Marshawns. And yeah, stuff like but that. even then, Marshawn toned it down when his points went up. Yeah, exactly. And he's he's Marshawn's, um, you know, kind of like a different kind of player. But yeah. I know what you mean. Different different kind of style. But you know, he's he's looking good too, and it looks like you know he's comfortable with the the new physicality in his play. Mm. And, he's definitely um, gained weight. Yeah, and it's also it, it's good seeing that he's he's okay and he's comfortable with having a rougher game. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a kind of a game that you'd expect more from like a Gallagher or something like that, where like yeah. he's getting under people's skin to the point where they're throwing extra checks, and uh, you know that's what Gallagher thrives in. And you know, with playoff hockey, hopefully around the corner, um, it's good that Suzuki's like comfortable in that role yeah. because you know being the star on the team, like you know the people are gonna try to get that extra hit on him. Mm-hmm. For and sure. I mean, the the reason I was bringing it up too is just like, it was one of those things where I found it was taking away my focus from the game, which means like, I, I would assume it's taking away focus from his game. Yeah. That's, that's where my point. issue yeah, was. That's it was what, like, what they're trying to do. no, exactly. That's what I'm saying is like that. That's where it bothered me is like, it almost felt like there was a side game going on where it was like, Hey, just play the game. Yeah. Like you, like we need that's you to the play. Thing. I think that's, you know, I, I try to take myself away from those point of views. Cause like, that's. That's a that's a Habs bias because like mm-hmm. if you look at it the other way, it's like the same thing with Romanov and Ehlers the tonight. Right. Like Romanov. Well, no, but was... that's what I'm saying. From Winnipeg's point of view too, I would want my guys to be like, "Hey, we're losing focus." Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. It's like like I understand the battles and everything. It just yeah. to the point where it's, you're taking yourself out of the play almost. Yeah. That's okay. where my issue yeah. is. I'm not I having an issue meant... with it ex- specifically. Yeah. I'm saying. I just I, I know I tend to like. There's a lot of. There's a lot of stuff that, like, when someone gets hit, for example, mm. a lot of, like, when it's your team, you're always like, oh, suspend that guy, well, suspend course. that guy. But, you know, you have to look at it the other way. I mean, like, Romanov threw a bunch of questionable yeah. hits. Yeah, well, tonight. I mean, the perfect example is the Jake Evans hit. When mm. Logan Stallion, we both agreed, no, that was a boarding penalty. Yeah, exactly. But it's not a suspension. Yeah. And, you know, no, a lot of people penalty, are, yeah. it should have been a penalty because whether you mean to do it or not, yeah. he hit him square in the numbers to the yeah. point where he, he, like, cut the bridge of his nose on his visor, which yeah. means, like, he had to go, yeah. like, splat into the yeah. boards. And, like... The refs are obviously being a lot more lenient than they were in the beginning of the year across mm. the board, not just with us. And, you know, I think they kind of had to, like, overshoot again because, again, there's there's been some questionable hits throughout the league mm. that have had no discipline, no call. And now, like, they were they went from calling everything to calling nothing, yeah, and I think they're, they're trying to back, even it yeah. out. So, so you know, by playoff time. <laughs> yeah, they're swinging back and forth. Exactly. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to see, uh, you know, we seem to have a little rivalry with Winnipeg now. Yeah. Um, you know, Romanov is <laughs> Romanov's trying to throw these huge, huge, huge yeah. hits. Um, you know, he's definitely got something for Ehlers. Uh, you know, every time Ehlers is on the ice, he's like, you know, 
hitting them, you know, two, three, four seconds after the puck's thrown <laughs> away. Um, you know, it's getting under Ehlers' skin, but, you know, that's, you know, that's hockey. Exactly. Yeah. That's the kind of thing where it's like... That's rivalry hockey. Exactly. Yeah, and, well, how do you feel about Willette tonight? Yeah, Willette, I think, like, you know, thing I like about Willette and, like, I'm kind of taking... You said this earlier tonight is, like, he just, he has that leadership role in the AHL. And, like, I just know that that brings a certain character to him, mm-hmm. to the team. And, like, it's nice knowing that that's the guy that's playing deep with Romanov. Exactly. You know I mean? like, Someone who can act as a mentor. And, like, the other... I don't need the talent down there. Exactly. I just need the, like, the personality. For, because we didn't say it on the podcast, the joke I was making earlier about the AHL was, like, it must be, like, a really big blow to your confidence at first when you find out you're being given a captaincy role in the AHL. Yeah. Because it's kind of, like solidifying your position there yeah, you're so it's there. bittersweet but you know he's the kind of guy that like you want him basically down there grooming the romanovs and the brooks and the flurries and everything yeah. so that you know on the every now and then when he does come up from the ahl they have that familiarity because for i'm gonna use flurry for example but if let's say he plays with kale flurry i, I don't know the lines in laval but imagine they play together and the next year when flurry's a third pair defenseman and, you know, let's say Kulak is injured and Willette comes up. <laughs> what? You missed your old man. It's going to be. But essentially, and like there, there is that chemistry there that gets yeah. formed. And it, again, you, I, like, I just, I get such a vibe that like when it's in, when they're in the AHL, it's, it's more of a relationship. Like they go up to the Romanovs and they go up to the Flurries and they go up to the, the, whoever it is, Brooke or whatever. And he goes like, you want to end up like me? You want to end up like me? <laughs> you know? But it's I'll like, t- exactly. Yeah. No, it's, Don't end up like me. It's the old dog. He's like yeah. 26 or 27 years old. It's yeah, like... and like Flurry's playing in the NHL for a year or so. Willette gets called up and he's like, oh, you thought your old man couldn't play the game exactly. anymore? <laughs> you know? I'm still a young buck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it, it, I really do like him as that seventh defenseman, much more than I prefer Victor Mete. Oh, yeah. Because you know what? One, he he's built like a hockey player. Yeah, he's built like, like he's a, not like he's not man. like yeah. missing the top two feet of his head. Yeah, exactly. and the other thing too is he what he does he does well. I mean, he's a shot blocker. He's definitely a defensive defenseman, but he can shoot the puck because he he's got weight behind him. Yeah, and you know it's it's the kind of guy that like I don't want him teaching Romanov in terms of like <laughs> <laughs> giving him the tricks of the trade. Yeah. But he, I you know what he played big minutes in Detroit. He played a good amount of time I here. I forget his stint there. Yeah, it's. I mean, they drafted him high. I think he was yeah. second round. But Shit. yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but ba- yeah. like the main point is just like the guy knows the league. That's the important part. Is like so. Don't do anything he does. Don't do as I say, <laughs> not as I do. Yeah, you know? exactly. I, I yeah, and you know, I think um, you know the thing I like about Willette is similar to. The, the reason I like Kulak a lot and it's yeah. like he knows his place exactly oh, he's not going to try to do anything super fancy he's not going to try to you know be a player he's not he's going to lean into his strengths which is for him playing defensively and blocking shots mm-hmm. and you know that comes with a certain amount of reliability yeah because you know what you're getting and he did block a couple of shots on the penalty yeah, huge shots that were big yeah. and so it goes to show you it makes a difference and, you know, it does give guys like Romanov, like you said, the confidence to kind of go into the corners, throw a hit. He knows there's a guy who's basically playing a pivot in front of the net like that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guarantee you Carey Price prefers to see 61 rather than 53 oh, in yeah. front of him just from a clearing the For net sure. step. I don't, I, honestly, I don't think we'll see Victor Mete play. We can't. Unless unless injury, like, we can't. And yeah. uh, unless we trade for Matisse Ekholm and he's involved. Yeah. 
Go back and listen to the other Between the Whistles. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Another thing I was going to say is I I think we're going to see, you know, bigger hits, more antagonizing against the Habs now that, like, you know, Sherratt's not in the lineup. Mm -hmm. Um, You look at our lineup and, you know, if someone were to, like, you know, throw a big hit on Suzuki, throw a big hit on Kotkaniemi, like... It's Edmondson. You know, it's Anderson, Edmondson... And like I don't, I, I Anderson's gonna be discouraged. Yeah. Okay. Then it's gonna leave Edmondson, who's like, yeah, he can fight. You know, he's a good fighter, but like, not Sherratt. You no. know. And then like, who else there? I mean, like. Well, that's it. And like, I mean, we'll let will do it. We'll let will do it. Perry Weber Mike. maybe if you piss him off enough. Like Weber, like you gotta really piss well, off. Well, like people. Weber, it's weird. He won't fight if you hit someone on his teeth. If you he'll hit, fight you with sticks. Yeah, like, but no, he'll but he'll also check you to death. The, the only time he'll actually get in a fight is if someone like throws a dirty hit on him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, like he, he won't fight someone. Yeah, if he takes it personally. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, 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 you think you can hit me? Yeah, I'll just I'll never forget the Nazem Kadri hit when he he cheap shot Weber and it was a cheap shot. It was yeah. just high hit blindsiding him, and I be, I it was Sherrod who went to grab him and he literally ripped Sherrod off him yeah. and was essentially saying like this one's mine and just Kadri was already down. He was just all still punching. He, he takes things so personally. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. But I'm telling you, if he's three feet from a, a boarding call that ends Ben Sherrod's career. He'll literally just, he'll chirp at him for a second and then go <laughs> skate to the bench. Yeah, he'll bark at him for yeah. a few seconds. He's like a Newfoundlander. He's like a Newfoundlander. Literally, though. Big old bastard and won't do it. <laughs> That's <laughs> literally it. Unless, of course, you take his food. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. oh, God, it's, he's, like, that's the thing. But that's, that's part of it, too, though, is, like, you know when he fights, he's pissed off. Yeah. So it's, like. <laughs> yeah, you just got, you got to really piss him off, you yeah. know. It's, um. But yeah, we're going to need, I think maybe that's also a play, you know, I think you made a good call there in bringing up Willette is mm-hmm. to replace that Sherratt, you know, potentially dropping the mitts kind of thing. Because yeah, just, it adds some size and some grit to the team. Yeah, because we got a lot of Calgary coming up. We got a lot of Winnipeg coming up. So like those yeah. are physical games. Even, you know, we have some Ottawa's. Those are physical games too. And uh, obviously Perry apparently can't fight good Branson. Yeah, so, get me out of here. Get me. <laughs> I'll never forget You that. get me out of this fight right yeah. now. Oh my God, that was bad. Is that was it, embarrassing. Yeah. I, I was like, just take, put, pan the camera away. Yeah, the camera away. cut the recording. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's that. I mean, overall, look, good win. Yeah, bad first period, great second, great yeah. third. I think they just took a little while to kind of get the engine going. Is basically what I think it is. Um, I'm giving us, you know, bonus points for how well Anderson and Kotkaniemi played together. Oh, yeah. We've been saying that since the beginning of the year. Yeah. Ever, actually, before that, before, you know, we we were talking about getting Anderson before the trade happened because yeah. you know there's just you can kind of pinpoint who's going where which is why i'm confident with some of our mock yeah, trades it, you know, it's exactly and like what like what we were saying like you know obviously i i, I don't love cockney on the first line okay mm. because like those matchups aren't great but at the same time like what are we gonna do yeah also you know I mean? like i he, his face he wasn't exposed tonight. i don't think yeah. he was exposed much yeah, no, I I, I don't think so. I, I'm just saying, like in the in the in the grand scheme of things, yes. like this isn't a this isn't like a fix. Like this no. isn't it. You know, this reminds me of like, you know, well, it's not exactly the same. I'm not even gonna say it, but you know, just back when we were kind of having like these, uh, you know, patchwork lines with like Drew and at center kind of mm. things. It's like I want us to settle the into dark days. <laughs> the dark days. Yeah, I just want us to settle into like, you know, something to develop into. Yes. 
And I, I, I don't think that's Kotkaniemi on the first C. Obviously, that's Suzuki. Yeah, you know, and then Kotkaniemi on the second. Exactly, Kotkaniemi on the second. But if they're sharing minutes right now, I'm okay with it. Especially yeah. if like we do need to mix the lines up. Like I said, what are we going to do? Like We need something to work. And you know what it is, too, honestly? I think, ignoring everything else, I think it's the fact that Kotkaniemi has seen a lot more progression in terms of his face-offs than Suzuki. And Winnipeg's just just got too many big guys yeah. who can take that. You know, between... Dubois and Shifley with Statsny as well who can come in and like swap in and like yeah. Wheeler even swaps in at center sometimes just for the faceoffs. like you need someone who's you know Kotkaniemi's probably like we said last time we checked I think he was about 6'3 200 like he's now he's kind of growing and you know he can kind of lean on the stick a little more so yeah. I think that was a big factor on it and I think it just also came down to you know who he was playing with realistically like you could have said that suzuki to foley gallagher was the, the quote-unquote first line, first yeah, line exactly. and yeah. he was the second they just started the game i mean yeah. we saw uh was it willette and yeah. Romanov with the They're first pair out there of funky stuff yeah i, I don't I mean, think at the there's... same time they don't get last change as the away team exactly, so like yeah. they basically have to kind of assume they're getting screwed over every shift yeah exactly i i don't think you know i don't put a lot of you know, thought into like the the order. Mm. You know, so much, especially on a team like ours. Yeah, where it's the end result minutes. That's exactly. what I care about. The minutes is what matters. There's just certain. Um, there's just certain teams that I actually worry about the matchups and like well, Winnipeg yeah, would be one of them. I think that's probably the the, the thinking with Kotkaniemi on the first mm-hmm. line because like I, I I would prefer Kotkaniemi against Shifley than Suzuki against Shifley. Um, but you know, another team like that would be like like Edmonton. Yeah. Um, you know, this isn't NHL 21, like face-offs actually matter. Like exactly. you need to win the face-off. Like, well, I think you need to start with possession. Like if you, if you, you know, many times in the games tonight, you could even see like, if you don't win the face-off, you, you might not get the puck for the rest of your shift. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you got to win it. those face-offs and you know, it's, it's a waste of talent almost if you can't get that face-off. Yeah. How, how um, many posts did we hit tonight? Kulak hit one, Petrie hit two. Yeah. And um, did... At least I want to say Gallagher hit one, or was it Toffoli? Gallagher or Toffoli. Whatever, at least sure. four. At least yeah. four posts, yeah. That's, so that I, I'm saying I like that. That feels more like, you know, the hockey we're playing early in yeah. the year. Yeah, the same time I'm Couple happy. Couple breakaways. We, yeah. Same time I'm happy we didn't score five, six, seven goals. Yeah, no, no, no. I, ju- I just mean in terms of the chances, because, you know, yeah. we had... Yeah, you want the chances to exactly. be generated. Exactly, and, and the, uh, the breakaways, too. Yeah. I think, you know, the, it just showed they were back to that kind of high-paced... Um, you know, heavy hitting, just full on attack style of offense. Yeah, we looked good, and that's two of the six. Uh, you know, we, me and Jesse said in uh, on Sunday that we wanted six of the eight points this week, so we're on a good track now. Um, I even think we hit our bet today. Yeah, we took the win. Yeah, we took the win today. So uh, let's keep that going. You know, six out of eight would be huge. I think Calgary won tonight too, and they're right on our ass. So. Yeah. Um, for example, if we lost tonight and they won, they'd be we'd be tied with them for fourth in the in the north, which would be catastrophic. Obviously, yeah, so. I just I don't want to go into the bottom twenty five percent of the season with like a close call. I want to yeah. have some some room to work with. Yeah, because uh, right now, like we're you know looking at fourth, but if we could squeeze into third, that would be huge yeah. because like that that's a very different matchup that and it looks... also you know it cha- it changes our Although approach I don't know if i'd rather play edmonton or toronto uh winnipeg or toronto that's the thing it, it, it's yeah it's a bit of a different beast but i mean it, it also like you have to think even before that like if you're in fourth versus you're in third when you're going into the trade deadline 
that changes the entire dynamic of like if you're a buyer or you're a seller because mm-hmm. if you're on the precipice of missing the playoffs you're not trading away your first round pick yeah unless it's conditional and if it's conditional you're not getting anything back for it yeah but you know if you're in third and you know like you really need like a massive fuck up to miss the playoffs that's when you can start you know dishing out your first round yeah. picks being like okay this is 16 or higher do I really want, like, Dylan Gunther out of the <laughs> WHL? He's a fantastic player, but, like, do we really, like, is that worth yeah, is not he, is making he, the playoffs? Yeah. Is that yeah. worth not having Taylor Hall? Is that worth not having uh, Matthias Ekholm? Is that, yeah. you know, any of these guys who are going to be on the block? Like, I don't think so, personally, yeah. especially not from the point of view of the Canadians. If you're a team like uh, Detroit, yeah, it's worth it, but yeah. you get it. Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll have to see, but we're on the right track. Yeah, this is a you know huge end to our season. You know, not really how we how we had it planned out. Yeah, I didn't think we'd be fighting for our lives. Yeah, so you know we're gonna kind of reflect back on that. You know, must have been January fourteenth where we projected the North Division to to fall, and um, you know obviously there's a lot of interesting developments this season. So it's gonna be interesting to do our part two of that. I'm looking forward to it because. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see and track back like what went wrong. Yeah. And, um, well, yeah, we're definitely going to have a, uh, North division 2.0 for the, uh, the playoffs right before. Yeah. I could see that being like a two or three parter. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, we'll basically have to do a lot of moving parts there. Yeah. We'll basically end up probably doing the teams that make the playoffs and the teams that don't and one for the Canadians. Cause just even just looking at Toronto, looking at Edmonton, like I'm going, obviously assuming they're making the playoffs. Um, it would probably be an episode per just tracing back what went wrong and what went right. Because, yeah. like, you know, I don't know many people that predicted Edmonton to, to be playing this well. No. Um, you know, even at the beginning of the season, they looked like trash. And oh, I don't yeah. think many people thought Calgary would be fighting this hard just to make the playoffs. Like, I, I had them not high, um, but no, I actually think I had them in second or third. I, no, I, had, I, think, I think I had uh, Calgary as my number one team. Yeah, because, like, you know, you look at some of these teams on paper and you're like, what the hell is going on here? You look at Calgary's offseason with Markstrom and, like, you know, just absolutely fleecing Vancouver. Yeah, and the then, Calgary Canucks. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're they're basically, you know, fighting with the Canucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Anyway, guys, we're going to catch you on the uh, 17th against uh, Winnipeg again. Another huge game. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see who plays in net. I think we'll probably see Price again. I mean, the way he's playing. Yeah, uh, two, I two day break. Two day break, and then it's you know our our games are really split up this week. I think we go like fifteen, seventeen. And we have two, we have a back to back. Yeah, Vancouver, so yeah. I wouldn't be 19, surprised 20. if it goes Price, Price, Allen, Price. Yeah, I could see like that we too. typically do. Yeah, I don't see a reason not to play Price against Winnipeg. On, yeah, uh, and he's on played well. Nice forty four is fantastic. Yeah, he's played fantastic. He's had a good series against Winnipeg. Yeah. Uh, we just can't seem to score for the most part, but, you know, except those seven goal games or whatever. But, you know, if we play like this, we seem to be pretty secure. Um, but, yeah, no, maybe play. Hard to tell, actually, just because Price is probably best with Vancouver. But, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway, good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.